Welcome Welcome. to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today, as well as my mission and my calling. Let's go to the Lord in prayer real quick before we start today's show. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for who you are, and we thank you for the many blessings that you have given us. Father, we uh, ask for your protection on this land and on this globe, we ask that you will protect our president and those in leadership. Father, we have quite a struggle going on in this nation, and uh, we just pray for your your peace and your calm, that your people will come back to you, and we will seek you instead of ourselves. Forgive us, Father, for the times we fail you, um, for our sins, for the arguing and the bickering that we do. Lord, forgive us. And we ask, Father, that you'll bless today's show, bless the CO2 Coalition that are going to be with us today. And we just uh, thank you for the truth that they're trying to convey to all the people so that we can have a better grasp of things and not live in fear. You, CSE Talk Radio, most gracious Heavenly Father, that we might be your beacon of truth and your light of hope. It is on all these things we pray for such a time as this. Amen. When I was in the seventh and the eighth grade, we had to memorize a page of the elements. And, uh, you know, like oxygen is O, we had to memorize the abbreviations, and iron was FE, and carbon dioxide, CO2, iodine, I. If I had to do that again today, I might get a couple of them right. I might get a few of them right. I'd have to study up first. Do you remember from those early science classes that humans, mammals, and reptiles breathe in oxygen, which is the abbreviation of O, and exhale carbon dioxide, which is CO2. Plant life does the opposite. Now, while they don't have lungs to breathe, they do absorb the CO2 that we exhale, and then they emit oxygen into the air. It is a beautiful cycle of life and breath. However, the chicken little climate change alarmist today would like you to believe CO2 is something dangerous and toxic, regardless of the percentage in the air. Before you believe whatever you hear, including me, do a little studying. Dig out your old science books and review. AOC obviously doesn't know the difference between CO2, carbon dioxide, and CO, which is carbon monoxide. (laughs) Oxygen... Anything in a high content can be dangerous, including oxygen. We're paying for the lack of education and understanding, and eventually, if they have their way, it'll cost us much, much more than just dollars and cents. It'll cost us life. Now, they're not going to get that far because I don't think they can. But CO2 at a zero percentage cannot be a good thing because all life, plant and human, all life contains carbon, all of it. If it comes down to zero, there'll be no life. 
it'll do no good to politicians. Their minds aren't on the air, but on tax dollars and such to control everything. Air, land, dollars, your lives. Okay, maybe this sounds a little radical, but the majority of the green ideas and the Green New Deal and the mandates and the regulations and the taxes and the incentives are about controlling you and not the air. It's always about the dollars. It always is. Putting America businesses in jeopardy and many out of business altogether. Missouri had the last smelting plant in the United States, and several years ago it had to close due to the EPA's constant hammering down on additional regulations. Conservation isn't a bad thing. Recycling isn't a bad thing. They're all good things. Looking for better ways is always a good thing. And I'm not a science denier. I believe in science. I learned back in the day, good old Mrs. Cannon and Mr. Mitchell, my junior high science teachers, I remember how they gave us the visual exam. It was kind of a... A day to remember. It was a visual example of how oxygen is flammable. They did this right after we lost our astronauts in that horrific accident. We were all mourning, but we got a lesson on exactly how that happened. No, no amount of legislation is going to change the Earth's climate. But it will change. It'll take the changes out of your pockets, and it'll take the change out of your bank accounts and give you chains and dependency upon another for your electricity and your energy. Today's guest, I got to visit with him yesterday, and it was just quite delightful, is Dr. Charles Batik. He is a member of the CO2 Coalition, and he's joining us today to talk a little bit, know a lot, about some common sense Doctor, thank you for being with us today. May I call you Charles? Please do, Beth. Thank you very much for the introduction. Oh, you're very welcome. I cut it real short. He has all kinds of accolades and all kinds of things he has done. And uh, I, I don't mean to cut you short. I have some more time to talk. I read your article today. It was quite... Uh, Quite the article, and I like the little humor you like to put in your writings. It's clean energy via legislative ticket. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, you know, we got that right here in Virginia. I mean, uh, you you laid out very well the argument why uh, CO2, carbon dioxide, is an essential part of our life cycle. And um, the uh, politicians uh, and do-gooders and whatever people had nothing else to do after the fall of the, I guess, after World War II, actually. We had the Club of Rome, and then we had the fall of the Berlin Wall, and then we had all these do-gooders, what are we going to do in our spare time now? I'm rereading during being the home confinement age we're in now, Michael Crichton's book written, I think, 2005, uh, State of Fear. And mm. in part of that book, he, he well, the whole book actually demolishes the uh, CO2 uh, global warming linkage quite nicely. And remember, that was written 15 years ago. Not much has wow. changed to uh, alter that argument. But he has a section in there basically pointing out that the politicians, the media, the legal these entities need something to keep the population under control, and that thing is fear. fear 
fear yes. of something or other is a powerful argument. Please make me safe, Daddy. Come turn on the lights. So uh, there, there's a, a huge amount of psychology uh, and political, uh, let's say, pandering going on in this whole process. You know, and I've said this many times uh, with others on the air that what, as a mother, what really and grandmother, what really bothers me is how they have scared our children. Children and young people, they have no hope. They don't think there's any future. They really believe the earth is going to be, or life as we know it, is going to be over in 10 years or 12 years or 8 years or whatever we're down to now. And um, they don't understand that uh, they're being fed. They're being fed some fear. And we're living that today with this pandemic, the fear of things and and wanting to be safe. And if you do this, you'll be safe. If you do that, you'll be safe. If if you recycle, you're and, and there's nothing wrong with recycling. I think it's a good thing to do. I think we we live in a throwaway world. But, you know, we used to recycle uh, the glass bottles for your Cokes and stuff like that and get a, a couple of pennies here and there. And, and kids could save up their money and do something. And But, you know, that's not a bad thing. But this fear that they've been in these children and these young people and in adults, you know, with in in regards to climate change. It really bothers me because I I hate listening to these kids that really think there is no hope for their future. That if the adults don't behave, they're going to wreck it all. I hear music. We're headed into a break. When we come back, uh, Charles, I'd like you to talk about your article and just exactly what this Virginia Clean Economy Act is going to do. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Today, shared by CO2 Coalition, and we are visiting with Dr. Charles Charles Bedick, and we will be right back. Our founding fathers knew that the heartland would be coveted by those who want the land and its resources or hated by those who simply do not understand its value. It is that simple. And yet today, the humble folks in the heartland are losing jobs and feeling the pressures from an out-of-control bureaucracy as well as outsiders with agendas. From the heartlands of America come our food, manufacturing, and our energy. CSC Talk Radio is a voice crying from the heartland and stand America, and so is Power the Future. Power the Future is a unique foundation established to be the voice for rural American energy jobs. Daniel Turner is a strong advocate pushing against those who would like to punish rural folks and take their jobs for the sake of climate change or the land and its wealth. I'm proud to be a part of Power the Future and bring Daniel Turner here to you. Our future depends on it. Let's power the future as we bring America home to common sense jobs and give our rural families a voice. Visit PowerTheFuture.us. PowerTheFuture.us is the way to bring America home. Melody Cedarstrom and CSEO team up as Common Sense Voices of Integrity. I personally endorse Melody Cedarstrom to be your trusted go-to expert for all your precious metal needs. Experts agree a financial crisis and even collapse is inevitable. Given our government's lack of economic leadership and self-interest of those in power, it's no longer a question of if you should purchase gold and silver, but if you will purchase gold and silver before it's too late. Melody encourages you to tune in each weekday morning. Visit CSE Talk Radio. 
www.truthandeducationradio.com. We both agree truth and education are the two significant factors in both. There is a wealth of misinformation out there. Let Melody and Beth Ann help you sort through the chaos and bring you home to the truths that will ensure that you and your family are protected. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading, 1-800-375-4188 or online at dgscoins.com. Melody and Beth Ann are strong forces together working to preserve liberty and bring America home. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I was uh, laughing at Rudy, and somebody probably heard me say that. I said, what's wrong with you? Because <laughs> he's hot. He's he's burning up. His climate is changing, I guess. And, and, <laughs> and I'm fine. I'm just fine. Um, Charles, you know, about almost every state has come up with their own Green New Deal or some kind of legislation or some kind of act to uh, um, – Fight climate change. And in the article that you wrote here, you're in particular, you're writing about the Virginia Clean Economy Act. And I want you to explain to my listeners what's going on there, because what's happening there isn't just in Virginia. It's happening across this uh, great nation. Uh, So I'm going to just kind of turn it over to you. All right. Very good. The the concept behind this legislation and all similar legislation is basically reducible down to uh, a premise promulgated by Al Gore, <laughs> proved to be basically unsubstantiated, but it resonated with politicians and and uh, the, the uh, eco, uh, um, let's see, extremists, that uh, our, our, first of all, temperature, the global temperature, uh, has been going up, and the cause is that man is burning fossil fuels, and in the process of burning uh, such things as coal and oil and wood, uh, carbon dioxide is liberated. And since that's going up and it's getting warmer, another falsely claimed, or at least the doctored claim, uh, the two must be cause and effect, and therefore we have to work on CO2 control. Uh, the, the science of the matter is that the scientists who have been unfortunately under pressure by political entities become politicized, but a number are, are not in that category, and you should certainly include the CO2 coalition members, <laughs> is that water vapor, 
water vapor is the number one greenhouse gas. It's its influence overrides all the other uh, word minor forward minor effects due to carbon dioxide, uh, nitrous oxide, methane, and so on. So, all right. So now they've claimed that linkage. Uh, the truth is the water vapor is number one, mainly in the form of clouds and the, the whole cycle between water being evaporated uh, up into the atmosphere, turning the clouds, turning to rain, and so on and so forth. The trouble is, if you want to tax something and make money out of it, how can you tax water vapor? It wasn't a convenient target, but carbon dioxide has a more definable pathway and said, okay, we're going to go after CO2, demonize it, control it, and tell the public by doing so, we are going to stop global warming. So, so, so that's the premise. Everything has basically been built over that. Um, the uh, people like uh, uh, Michael Mann, who actually was here at the University of Virginia for a number of years, um, and then, by the way, <laughs> paradoxically, and it's kind of interesting, if you look up in the Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, greenhouse gases, global warming, you'll see an entry in there by none other than Michael Mann. And he's the one that gained fame for his hockey stick graph of global temperatures going up like a hockey stick lying on its edge, flat until mankind around 1850 or so in the Industrial Age started pushing CO2 into the atmosphere. Then all of a sudden, uh, global temperatures went up in sync. I mean, that, that was his claim to fame. It's been challenged widely. He likes to sue people who say otherwise, but that's another story. So, so anyway... <laughs> that, that person has an entry in the Britannica Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Britannica. And guess what? It, he says water vapor is the number one greenhouse gas. <laughs> and yet everything he does talks about carbon dioxide. Anyway, it's, it's an interesting little fact. I, I was going to ask, and I know I've been told this before, but what level of CO2 actually becomes dangerous at what level anything when it gets to a high level is sure you know what what high what is the level of when that actually starts to be dangerous well i'm going to pick up on your introductory comments and expand that range to okay. when is it dangerous when it's too low and oh. the calculations and based on plant life's uh, uh, viability, since CO2 is an essential plant food, it's somewhere around 150 parts per million, uh, give or take, but somewhere around 150. Uh, as the Industrial Revolution took off, we were around uh, 285, 300 or so. We're now basically at 400 parts per million. Uh, and uh, guess what? When you breathe out with each of your breaths, uh, this life cycle you talked about in the introduction, you're breathing out about 4% carbon dioxide. That's 4%. I read that. mm -hmm. And that's, I think, if my math was right, 40,000 parts per million. 
anyway, so when has it become dangerous? Well, they've done studies because in confined areas it can cause problems, and one of the most serious were uh, the or are the environments for those folks, the sailors on submarines. They're they're locked in a steel yeah. tank, <laughs> and they've <laughs> got to breathe out and in. Anyway, the, the, the number varies, but somewhere is around uh, maybe. Uh, eight, ten percent, something of that sort. You start seeing impairments of judgment. It's not going to kill you at that particular point, but it does have an impact on, on mental acuity. So, and so, so the, what is so, the percent in in our air as a as a rule? I guess that varies from the city to the country. But yeah, what a little, would a bit. Uh, that's around four hundred parts per million. And you have to move the decimal points over. I'm not good at doing that mentally, <laughs> but I think it's 0.04 percent. But anyway, that's kind of what I was thinking. Of, pardon? Okay, I, I was kind of thinking that I'd heard that before. Okay, go ahead. So, so we're not really in, in any danger. The danger, and some people have postulated studying this, it was a good thing that the humans started burning up these stores of carbon because that's what oil is, um, that's what coal is. Um, these are stores of solar, actually solar energy, converted into plants and plant uh, residues and stored in the earth. When you start burning them, that carbon uh, dioxide is released again, and uh, that's a good thing we did, some people said, because as I said, around 150 or so, plants start failing. Um, and uh, the good gardeners, uh, nursery uh, uh, housekeepers, people raising flowers and foods and whatnot in greenhouses, they actually add carbon dioxide to their enclosed atmospheres there to feed the plants. The plants grow better, more rapidly. And another benefit, especially if you think about the plants out west, plants are very clever. They don't have lungs, but they have things equivalent called stoma on the under, and those stoma regulate taking in uh, the gas, CO2, uh, exhaled oxygen, but they also regulate water intake. And with more CO2, the plants are able to live and grow with less water vapor. So you can serve water, water vapor, with a slightly higher carbon dioxide environment for the plants. So so CO2 is wonderful stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like that. I've coined the little phrase, CO2 is good for you. And uh, I got somebody, <laughs> so I, I tweeted that out with one of the articles from CO2, I think, here. Oh, it's been a couple months ago, and I tweeted it out, and somebody immediately on Twitter called me a racist. <laughs> and oh, that, oh, really? somebody was I saying that recently about uh, climate change, okay. you know, about racism. And I'm thinking, don't all people breathe in and out the same the same way. I mean, it's it has nothing to do with our skin color. It has, you know, that I just blows my mind how that word comes into just about every conversation anymore. You know, that's um, that's becomes the shotgun uh, spaghetti on the wall attack. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and it doesn't stick in, very well. Does it? Everything. <laughs> there's no there's no good answer to it. As an aside, um, um, I mentioned being a physician, albeit retired. Uh, um, there's a lot of talk been about the in, relative impact of the coronavirus. 
Yes. On on the uh, different racial profile people, blacks, whites, whatever, and that is being called well. That, that's that's racist. But uh, my good old medical training, I, I trained in New Orleans, and we had a good balance of white folks and black folks down there at, at the hospital. You learned early on uh, uh, that there was a disease called sickle cell anemia. Yes, yes. And, and in sickle cell anemia, the red corpuscles, which are nice, these round little dented, uh, mid-dented discs that you see portrayed, and these individuals, that hemoglobin uh, is in mal- it's mal-shaped. It looks like a sickle. It's, it's uh, yeah, sickle-shaped. <laughs> Can't say it any better. I, I want to discuss. Uh, I'm going into a break, and I'm going to, I don't want to cut you short because I want you to be able to explain that to come back because I think that is extremely interesting. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Dr. Charles Vatic, and we'll be right back. For centuries, those who raise, breed, and work with animals have been revered and lauded for what they do. Today, across America, the rights to own and raise animals are under attack by animal rights activists and their increased influence on government and non-government agencies. This onslaught regularly violates protection from legal search and seizure and a citizen's right to due process of the law, all of which are outlined specifically in the U.S. Constitution. Protect your animals, your animal enterprise, and your property from this abuse of power with a membership to the cavalry group membership provides access to their team to protect law-abiding animal owners and animal enterprise against unwarranted search and seizure and false claims they also work to protect their members interests legislatively at the local state and federal levels get the shield that protects you your animals and your property join the cavalry group today call 855-748-4210 or go to their website at thecavalrygroup.com For such a time as this, we know that the heart of a nation takes on the heart of its people. If the people have turned from God, the nation is doomed in sin. God is in control of all nations and their leaders. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. The future of this nation is relying on the bended knees of the people, God's people. Will you accept this challenge to sacrifice five minutes a day to kneel and to pray for such a time as this? Queen Esther was put in place by God to save her people. You have that same obligation now. Will you humble yourselves and pray, ask forgiveness and trust in our God to heal our land and bring America home? Hi, I'm Joan London. If you're worried about your parent or loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call a place for mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. Finding an apartment that was on the courtyard with the view of the trees, the view of the ducks, the stream, the creek, all of that, that was what I needed. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. Here's the number. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call a place for mom at 800-871-8852. That's 800-871-8852. 
A Place for Mom is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call A Place for Mom at 800-871-8852. That's 800-871-8852. Liberty Oil Field Services brings you the following fracking facts. Did you know fracking is the reason America is now number one in oil and natural gas production? Thanks to the fracking industry, America's energy is more efficient, more affordable, and our air is cleaner. America is now exporting fuel and making America great again. Fracking is not the enemy of America. The Dems want to ban our natural resources for the sake of climate change. But banning fracking would knock America back to being dependent on other countries for our energy. So, America is fueling up with fracking. This message is brought to you by the best darn frack company, period. Liberty Oil Field Services. Learn more about fracking at libertyfrack.com. Liberty Oil Field Services, bringing America home with life, liberty, and fracking. Talk Radio today's show is being brought to you by the CO2 Coalition. Visit their website. All kinds of information there. CO2Coalition.org. It's very simple. Or you can just go to my website and click on the icon and go straight there. CO2Coalition.org. Uh, Charles, you were telling us about uh, sickle cell. And uh, I'm going to let you finish that. And then I have some more some more questions regarding some of that. Go ahead. Uh, are you there? Oh, there you are. are you there? Yeah. Uh, I am. It's just it's just an illustration that certain diseases are genetically governed. <laughs> we don't know why. And in medicine, a lot of things we don't know why. A lot of smart people there. Uh, we don't know why. We describe things. So I would say sickle cell anemia, for whatever reason, is a disease primarily in the black population. We have other diseases which are primarily, say, in certain Jewish uh, populations, say, Sachs disease and whatnot. None of these things indicate any measure of racism. It's just absolutely insanity when people turn these things around. And the last point of that is naming the Wuhan virus or Chinese virus has become racist. But everybody still talks about the Hong Kong flu, so I don't quite understand. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, what about they, those poor pigs with the swine flu? That, you, know? you can say one and not the other, <laughs> but in any event, they, they describe literal things the same way as Lyme disease comes from Lyme, Connecticut. We're putting down all of Connecticut every time we talk about Lyme disease. It, uh, there, mm. Some of this has no logic. It reminds me of Forrest Gump, and there's no cure for it. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that when it was said. You mentioned him in your article. Right. Um, well, you know, I know that uh, it's not really a racist disease. It is just a virus, and it'll attack anybody. Uh, right. But there are people with certain ailments that it will uh, it renders them. Um, 
with a, a, an immune more system that can't fight say. it. Yeah, more, yeah, more susceptible. susceptible. I was trying to talk about immune system, too. And, and you know, even <laughs> they're after the president. I don't want to stay on this. They're after the president because he's using hydroxychloroquine now. And, uh, and uh, Pelosi and all of her love, because she loves him so very much, she's concerned because he's president. And then she mentioned that he is morbidly obese. <laughs> Well, she's got that freezer full of ice cream there. So I know. She, she needed to well, if we kept pulling our herself. skin as tight as she does, maybe we could hide some of our little extra bowl, yeah. too. But anyway, right, back to enough. your article. Back to see. Sure. Yeah. In, in part of this, you mentioned uh, um, the Dominion Virginia Power now says it may need to import energy and pollution-intensive sources out of state, even though the nuclear power and part of the permitted energy mix. So we know that sometimes when they go with this total green idea, that they still end up bringing in the fossil fuel. And now, because they're killing that in our country, in our nation, they're bringing, I mean, we bring coal in from China. And uh, so I was going to kind of let you kind of elaborate on some of that. Sure. Well, just to sort of flesh it out. So the Virginia uh, Clean Economy Act, it was have these extremely wonderful titles and soothing and good sounding titles. Clean economy, Uh not clean climate. They had four major things they put in there. Uh, Establishes a renewable portfolio standards, establishes energy efficient standards, advances offshore wind, advances solar and distributed generation. These are the four main talking points. We start drilling down to that, the very first one, the Act requires Dominion Energy Virginia to be 100% carbon free by 2045. So right away, there goes uh, presumably oil and coal. Uh, Everything leads to a digression, unfortunately. It's interesting, in Europe now, the EU is in a panic over their renewable energy standards not really working that well, making energy, electricity in Germany about three times more expensive, Uh, that they are now proposing to not include oil and coal in the definition of fossil fuels, that's it's it's so it's so funny, but language I read it, a very reliable source. You can pick it up. So anyway, every time you and they found out if you take away oil and coal, uh, natural gas, and the other fossil fuel from your energy mix, you're left primarily holding the bag with wind and solar, saying, "Well, that's going to take care of it all." Trouble is, history shows. And, and engineering studies show basically every time you put up a new uh, wind power plant uh, or solar farm, you have to have a, a fossil fuel plant to back it up, unless you're fortunate enough to have a lot of hydropower, as they do in Sweden, Norway. But basically, you need another backup because when you turn that light switch on, you expect, or that ventilator, let's say during this virus attack, you want that electrically powered device to come on. And the wind isn't blowing or it's nighttime and the sunshine isn't there. There's no power. Now, they talk about building these huge battery farms, and uh, good luck on that. I mean, Tesla, uh, um, Musk is building one out there in, in Arizona. William 
and with with uh, I guess taxpayer money, it all comes from taxpayer money. The wind the wind subsidies come from taxpayer money, and uh, uh, Buffett said, if you know, if the tax incentives weren't there, wind power doesn't make any sense. And now he's backing or getting money, however you want to express it, for this huge solar plant outside of Las Vegas, and uh, there goes another bunch of money uh, into something which has most. Tax benefits and the, the Michael Moore film, which is film the uh, planet of the humans driving all the greenies insane. He's pulled the uh, cover off. He's he's shown the the emperor has no clothes. These schemes basically depend upon government subsidies, and they all take huge amounts of fossil fuel power to build them. <laughs> <laughs> Comment. <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, he didn't do that on purpose. It just kind of happened that way, and then he was in trouble for it. <laughs> well, he's, so it happens when you peel the onion back and see the truth, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he he was quoted as saying he didn't realize that the electric cars were powered electricity powering electric cars. We just plug in the wall. Uh, you know, it was actually coming from coal-fired plants most of the time. That was news to him. Well, you have to say. You got to give the guy credit. I mean, if that's a true comment and whatnot, he's at least reacting uh, in, in yes. a sensible way. Say, hey, this is what's going on. I discovered it. Well, you know, we built a uh, during the Obama administration. They built a, a battery factory. I think it was in the state of Michigan. I'm not 100 percent sure where it was, and and they never sold a battery. But they got government money to build this factory for the batteries for the electric cars, and I don't think they ever sold a battery. It just never went anywhere. And uh, even with these batteries and this and all these other things, uh, the uh, question of the rare earth minerals, and I wanted to get into that with you sure. just a little bit, because don't... Doesn't that come from China? <laughs> well, uh, I, a lot uh, of it in Africa, but yeah, yeah. Thomas, Thomas, somebody has done a study. I think it was from Cato. I think they found that like sixty different countries are involved with bits and pieces to supply what's needed for these batteries and the wind turbines, or well, the batteries, and and say the magnets and the electrical components of the wind turbines. And but China certainly has been the major supply of the rare earth minerals. Um, mm-hmm. Africa, too, Nigeria, I believe. And uh, we've got pictures that people have posted at the, of, of the destruction down there to their environment. They have children working there. They call them yes. uh, artisanal miners. Isn't that cute? Like artisanal cheese. These kids are down there. They've got pictures of them digging in this red, uh, toxic, mineral-laden clay with their hands under the supervision, me, under the supervision of their, of their well, overlords, supervisors. <laughs> I and I hear the yet. music. I hear the music again. But uh, yeah, Rudy was doing a little. He was doing a little research on how China manipulated the market on that. And we're going to mention oh, that when yeah. we come back. Oh yeah, <laughs> just like they do everything else. We're headed into a break. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. Today's show is brought to you by the CO2 Coalition. Visit their website, co2coalition.org, co2coalition.org. CO2 is good for you. And we'll be back with Dr. Charles Paddock.
As a business owner, when was the last time you asked yourself if you have the right commercial insurance coverage? You need business insurance your building. One disaster without the right insurance could hurt your business, and larger deals you're trying to close may require that you have it. We recommend CoverWallet for all your business insurance needs. In just two minutes, with their award-winning technology, they can offer you free competitive quotes from top insurance carriers nationwide. CoverWallet has helped tens of thousands of businesses, startups, restaurants, truckers, construction companies, landscaping companies, beauty salons, consultants, and they can help you. No business is too big or too small. And it's a free call to find out. Protect your business. Get the right insurance for your business. Call it right now. 800-220-7612. 800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot hearts, set your table with liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes are American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, Liberty for all. Love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code Beth Ann and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844 386 2338. Our founding fathers knew that the heartland would be coveted by those who want the land and its resources or hated by those who simply do not understand its value. It is that simple. And yet today, the humble folks in the heartland are losing jobs and feeling the pressures from an out-of-control bureaucracy as well as outsiders with agendas. From the heartlands of America come our food, manufacturing, and our energy. CSC Talk Radio is a voice crying from the heartland and standing up for rural America. And so is Power the Future. Power the Future is a unique foundation established to be the voice for rural American energy jobs. Daniel Turner is a strong advocate pushing against those who would like to punish rural folks and take their jobs for the sake of change for the land and its wealth. I'm proud to be a part of Power the Future and bring Daniel Turner here to you. Our future depends on it. Let's power the future as we bring America home to common sense jobs and give our rural families a voice. Visit PowerTheFuture.us. PowerTheFuture.us is the way to bring America home. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. And like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can get your very own by calling 1-800-978-6168. And use the promo code Bethann to get 30% off plus free shipping. 
we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and I'm visiting today with Charles Baddock, uh, Dr. Baddock, and uh, he's with CO2 Coalition. Um, when we were going into the break, we were talking about the rare earth minerals and China. Um, apparently, we we also mined at one time, maybe we still do to some degree, uh, rare earth minerals. And then China kind of played with the market, and they they marked it down so low, made it so cheap that we couldn't compete. So we just pretty much quit doing that mining. And then they ended up taking the market, and they brought the price way up. And I want to uh, Rudy was pointing out to me, we're not scientists, so we have to do a little studying that he studied this morning. Rare earth minerals are not that rare. It's just that you don't find them in one spot. They're, they're spread out and you don't necessarily mine them in just one particular area. And, um, they may be in a little more, a little more of a certain area in some of these other places. But as a rule, they're just called rare earth because they're everywhere. <laughs> However, they are also what they use, am I correct, in the batteries for everybody's cell phones and some of those things, these little gadgets that we carry around. So we're dependent on China once again for things such as that. So I'm going to give it back to you. And also I wanted to let everyone know that, that you write for uh, uh, – for, uh, uh, I've lost my mind. American Thinker and the Wall Street Journal and Barron's and CFAC and uh, WUWT and, uh, you know, several different that, yeah. papers that you uh, that you write for. And uh, they can look you up and, and uh, chase some of your writings down. I know American Thinker only posts uh, things that are are uh, that they have. They don't let they don't republish they publish new so um but on this rare earth minerals and the co2 i wanted to kind of get back with you on that sure well china has just been following the same policy in many different areas i mean they've been they've set a goal they uh, they have been working at this for a long time and with a authoritarian sort of um, uh, governing structure you do as you're told we're getting taste of that from <laughs> some of the governors in this country here unbelievably oh, yeah. some more than others but anyway so they have the ability to mobilize they've got a lot of people there and it's a lot of you know manpower and and uh, uh, political pull and it's power. a big market <laughs> so they know how to market themselves and they've, they've done what's been done in uh, establishing monopolies. I mean, it was, we have antitrust laws in this country because what happened back, what, in the 1920s and so on. But China is just doing this on a global scale. And uh, I think we as, as a nation and others just have to think, is it worth it to have something some amount cheaper uh, to buy it there? Or is it worth to pay more to have the freedom uh, and uh, other benefits of doing it locally or at least among your your friends, so so that's what's going on there. There's there's no good answer to that, but I'm glad to see our members of our a Republican Party pushing uh, to make this for a uh, for a uh, particularly during the time of this coronavirus, pushing it to the forefront. We we need <laughs> to make America first again, besides great again. So that's a little bit of a side trip there, but. Anyway, well, that's, yeah, but, that, but it's all encompassed. It, it encompasses everything that yeah. we're talking about. Now, this yeah. this act in Virginia, yeah. uh, I like the way you, that they name it the Economy Act. Does that mean like clean economy? 
economy? Does that mean like money laundering? But it, um, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> it's green. It's green, isn't it? But green it does. Going into pockets of politicians. <laughs> and economically, it's going to it's going to make everybody's bills higher. Yeah, they they claim the bill will go down lower. They they, they put into the same bill that Virginia now is going to join uh, the uh, uh, regional greenhouse initiative, which is, includes most of has included most of New England, New York, Pennsylvania on there, with a cap and trade carbon CO two. Uh, process it makes everything more expensive that's that's this that's the choke point you're going to use less of something which in reality has become much cheaper oil natural gas become much much cheaper and instead of using the cheapest medicine on the shelf we're going to grab something which is going to cost twice as much and won't work as well but that's what you can do when you're in charge you say i like humor and indeed humor conveys a lot of truth as does sometimes satire, which I like. But Mel Brooks, in one of his films uh, there, I think, in the history of the world, perhaps, had King, I don't know, the Sunshine King there in France. Anyway, the, the punchline was, it's good to be king. That was that was the line. And so when you're in charge, you can do whatever you want, as long as the population that's electing you in this system keeps you in charge. And uh, that's a harsh reality. I think Pelosi says that every morning when she gets up. It's good to be king. <laughs> and she yeah. goes to refrigerators for her yeah, yeah. ice cream. But, uh, you know, we have to get a little political every once in a while. Well, I couldn't but, mention, once again, getting back to Virginia and, and the renewables, they don't talk a lot about the destruction to the landscape, which they so preciously uh, treasure when they talk about it. We have the Piedmont Environmental Council and the Sierra Club well-represented in this city and state here. Mm-hmm. And when they start building these huge solar farms, you, you know, they take acres and acres of native habitat. Oh, yeah. And uh, there goes the sunshine for the plants below. There go the insects, which the birds normally feed there. And these uh, solar panels gradually leach out they have in them and gradually you know, poison the soil and when these things wear out they do have a lifespan like everything else in this world the problem is what are you going to do who's going to recycle all these solar panels and oh. these huge gigantic plastic fiberglass uh, uh, wind turbine blades it's, it's becoming a problem because this has been going on now uh, for about what 15 years so they, the, the moving finger rights and it's moving on and it, it's it's <laughs> It's writing a dirty story for this stuff. And, you know, when Patrick Michaels was on with me, we laughed about how they were putting some of those out to sea. And, of course, out in sea, it's just getting all corroded with that salt water. And I laugh when I have some others on because they can't make those big turbines for the wind turbines without steel. And they can't hammer it into those turbines without coal. And so it just, you know, it's it's nonsensical what they're trying to do. And it's not it's not economical. And, you know, it is about. It is about America becoming independent again and, and using some good sense. You know, we've, we need to be good stewards, and I think we've come a long way. We don't have more to learn. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I was going to say, you know, sometimes um, per- perfect is the enemy of good enough, <laughs> and uh, the environmental movement has done a lot of good in its early years, but now they're running out of um, you know, things that need to be fixed, so the gold, so-called goalposts of, of what's moved. bad keep, keep on being pushed forward as the instruments get developed that can measure parts per billion. Well, there's one part a billion of lead in your body, and you're going to die. Well, you know, we, 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 our body's got a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> And, it, and, you measure it. <laughs> and unfortunately, I eat some weird stuff on occasion. Thank you so much for being with us. My I pleasure. hear the music and we are. I just enjoyed it tremendously. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything that CO2 Coalition does to try to get the truth out to the American people. It's time that we started putting putting the science we learned in grade school to work and understand CO2 is good for you. Thank you, Dr. Batlig, and we appreciate all that you do to help us bring America home. 